I'm electrical right now. Something about me is kind of electrical. What's the matter with me? Thank you for tuning in. My name is John. I'm 43 years old. Husband, father, small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster. Oh, and I have multiple sclerosis. So I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. Thanks for tuning in. What's the matter with me.org is your source for what's the matter with me. Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. Shout out to my wife. She texted me. She went into work and... She said, I listened to What's the Matter with Me on my commute in. The ending had so many sound effects. I was laughing so much. That is what she said. And I use a lot of sound effects because I, I was trained in audio production. I learned how to do this at KFJC. And the production manager was this dude, Roy. And he always said, like, use more sound effects, people. And that was the only criticism. It wasn't really a criticism. It was like advice. It was the only thing he said to me about what to do. He's passed away now. But the only thing he... And he would tell me, like, every time. He would always say, use more sound effects. People like sound effects. Gotta use the sound effects. I want to use... There's this weird, weird sound effect called the boing box. Boing. Do you guys subscribe to the What's the Matter With Me podcast? Just go to what's the matter with me.org and click subscribe and put your email address and there it is. The barbecue people think I only ordered one fork, but I'm going to call them tomorrow and order the other fork. I'm going to get this. We're going to get the rotisserie going and I'm going to make a ham on the rotisserie. People would be like, I'm tired of eating. Can you get tired of eating rotisserie? We'll see. My wife, like I said, she went into the office. So I picked the kids up from school. We went home, did some homework, and then I took them out. They always are like, I want to go somewhere. I want to eat somewhere. You know, we, we used to go out every Friday to this joint called La Perla Taqueria in San Jose. And it ruled the dude, Jose, he was from Jalisco. The waitress is super nice. And then the pandemic hit and we stopped going there. They would put on like SpongeBob SquarePants or whatever so that my kids could watch it on. They had a TV, you know, and they would have soccer on if soccer was on. But usually on Friday night when we went there, they would or like we would go early. We we dinner like at 6 p.m. with the kids. We would go there. It was our neighborhood back 
Mexican spot. I asked my neighbor, Julio. I say, Julio, where do you go to eat Mexican food? And he was like, there. And it was the closest Mexican food restaurant. And you get like kind of plato style Mexican food. Just remember, just like Plato has a three-tiered society with like philosopher kings and the military and the people. Something like that. Let me look that up. Plato's three-tiered society. So in Plato's The Republic, Plato divides his just society into three classes, producers, auxiliaries, and guardians. And the guardians rule the city, and those guardians are philosopher king. So... So, Plato-style Mexican food, Plato is Spanish for plate, and when you order yourself un Plato, you're having rice, beans, it comes with it, rice and beans, then you get your main, carne asada, and that comes with rice and beans, you get a little salsa, sometimes a little salad, but really it's just rice, beans, main, that's like Plato style Mexican food and it's like my philosophy teacher in high school in high school was like that's Plato's The Republic is like Mexican food so the kids miss going out for Mexican food miss La Perla I miss La Perla they had everything like they had tongue carnitas El Pastor they would barbecue carne asada and onions outside and then bring it in and serve it to you with rice and beans and salsa and tortillas and it was so good anyhow they had all kinds they had seafood like shrimp cocktail so it was cool I miss it. The kids miss going out. And so when Mama went in to work listening to What's the Matter with Me on the Commute, I took the kids to Taco Bell. I picked them up from school. We did homework and then we went to Taco Bell. And we met a stranger, of course. So I went inside. We got there, park in this space, go inside. You know, I'm still not used to, like, eating somewhere. And Taco Bell, I was not ready for this, but I did it. I mean, it wasn't that I wasn't ready. I just, I didn't know what to expect. So I walk in there, and the guy is like, what do you want? And I'm with the kids, and it's like their first time in Taco Bell. And they got to figure out what they want. And, you know, they they kind of were overwhelmed by the menu. I was like, do you want a Mexican pizza? And they were just like, what? What is that? And so we, we, we settled on Coco got a bean and cheese burrito. I got maybe a burrito supreme and John John got some Fiesta seven layer burrito. And then the reason we were there is because we've been watching World Cup and sports on TV and they always have Taco Bell ads and they're like, that dog, remember that dog? The dog isn't in them. That poor dog. But the people are dipping nachos 
nacho crispy fries into nacho cheese dip. And the kids wanted that so bad. So we got the burrito of our choice. I ordered an extra crispy taco just to have. And I should have got two because both the kids wanted it. So they shared a crispy taco. And if you can imagine sharing a crispy Taco Bell taco with someone... It was worse than that, probably. But they loved the nacho cheese fries. They were like, how are the sausage cheese is melted, but it never, it never, they didn't say coagulate, but they were like, it stays melty. And I was just like, yeah, that's food science. That's the thing I, I like about Taco Bell. I used to get, first of all, it's cheap. Secondly, it's fast, and it also is a very progressive food science location. They have weird stuff at Taco Bell. They have a taco. I remember one time having a Taco Bell taco that the shell was made of a crispy fried chicken substance. I don't know how they did this, but the taco itself was made of chicken. Remember how they used to like get crispy tacos and then put like a a chalupa? I mean, chalupas. They think of stuff at Taco Bell that is progressive. They, They have a lot of people thinking about it. The kids loved it. And then we met the stranger. So I, we, I, I told the guy, wait a second, we got to figure it out. No one's in the place. There's one dude with a hoodie and his hoodie's up. And I didn't really get much of a look at him. He didn't look super clean. And then there was this other guy, kind of a heavy, heavy set dude. He had wraparound shades that he was wearing inside. So I was, the kids were looking at what to get. We were talking about it. This dude yells at, yells out, do you need help? And it, I was like, no, I, I'm fine, you know, because I, I have, I appear to be disabled. So do I need help? No, I need to order, right? So we ordered the burritos and then the guy's like, he asked me again if I need help. And then he was like, because my mom had a stroke and you look like you had a stroke. And I was like, no, I have multiple sclerosis. And my kids are like, it's a disease. And I was like, your kids are sharp. So we sat down, we had our burritos. The guy was in there. The sketchy dude took off and it was just us and this this guy really heavy guy with a also walking with a cane and he was like talking to my kids about and he was like your kids are smart and I know that because I'm descended from Scottish royalty and the kids were like wow and I, I was like, man, it's always like this with me. When I used to ride the subway in New York City, like the crazy person would get on the subway and just walk straight to me. So anyway, here's the guy and he's descended from Scottish royalty. And he was like, your, your kids, sir, your kids are very smart. And I was just like eating my burrito. I was like, yeah. The kids were, of course, like taking the bait and interacting with this weird dude. 
and uh, I was I I assured him that I was just fine, that everything would be fine. And then when we left, he left. My kids were like, "That man was so nice," and he, they told my wife later that evening when when they she got home. They were like, we went to Taco Bell and we met a very nice man. And I was like, yeah, some dude. And my wife knows the deal. She's like, you, you and the strangers. I'm like, he yelled at me. I had nothing. The kids thought he was very nice. I flew to San Diego the next day. And I haven't flown in a long time. I think since 2016. It's been a while. I went to Arizona. I think that might have been the last time. It's It's been a while because of trigeminal neuralgia. Because your trigeminal nerve. I was afraid to have pressure. Because I was already in so much pain and on so much medication. At some point, I was going to go in 2019 to Tennessee, which I was really excited to because my we were going to go to where my grandfather is from, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which is outside of Nashville. And then I would go to Nashville. I was pretty excited. Go see the Grand Ole Opry and whatever else they got in Nashville. So... But I had to cancel. That was, I was having my second microvascular decompression surgery where they poked a hole in my skull and went in through the back. In September, you know, I had that RF rhizotomy through the front and that's working pretty well to manage my symptoms because I'm not taking any medication for pain or anti-convulsant medication which was a big time downer and bummer made me confused more confused I have a right to be as confused as I want to be but I don't want to be more confused than that if that if that comes across I want to be in charge of my own confusion. I'm entitled. So I had surgery through the front. I got off pills and then I was like, I'm going to fly. And my wife uh, works for a company headquartered in San Diego and they had a holiday party and we flew there. So I flew to San Diego. Last time I was in San Diego, I was dating a lady who was living in San Diego over the summer. And so I flew to San Diego. We went to Tijuana and did all that stuff. And some guy poured tequila down our mouths. We paid him to do that. Anyway, we flew to San Diego. I was excited. I made a recording just outside the airport terminal. I'm going to have to put that here. Uh, I'm in San Diego, man. I flew here today. I haven't been anywhere else for a long time. I haven't been in San Diego for like 20 years. So I was pretty stoked, you know, I flew using my wheelchair. Remember that curb 
free with Corey Lee from last episode. You know, I've been thinking about that, traveling with the, the chair. And it, it was actually pretty good um, as a travel wheelchair. I think that worked pretty well. You know, I have this wheelchair called the Jazzy Passport. And definitely that it was called the Jazzy Passport. That spoke to me. Because I'm like a Jazzy Passport kind of person. I'm your passport to reality. You, the listener. So I have a folding wheelchair. It folds up and it's designed for travel. It's designed to go on the plane. It's sturdy. It didn't break. It's not that heavy. It's like 50 pounds or something less than that. It's very... um. And it fits in the back of the car. So, you know, I had to board. You board first in the wheelchair boarding. There's other people who have wheelchairs, but they're mostly push wheelchairs. So this was cool. And they have to have people to push them. And I was able to move myself through this whole thing. And it worked. And I think I could even do it alone. I was glad that my wife was there and I didn't have to be alone. You guys. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Of course, of course, getting through, I can't believe I forgot this, getting through the TSA, you know, check bag and x-ray stuff. So, of course, like, I'm in my wheelchair. I have my brace on because I want to be able to, like, get up and walk if I have to. And there is a little walking, and it made it a lot better to have the brace and use my stick. And I sat right in front. We flew southwest. It was no problem because you're in southwest and you're, like, the first person boarding. You can just sit right in front. There's a couple other people with wheelchairs, but, you know, mostly you sit right around the front. So it was fine. There was no trigeminal neuralgia feeling or anything. I flew to San Diego. I popped my ears. It was all fine. And I made that recording. It was cool. We went to our hotel and then we went to the holiday party. You know, we flew in the afternoon and the holiday party cocktails were like at 5.30. So we went there. Nami's company is cool. Everyone, all different types. I rode my chair into the restaurant and then I stashed it with the maitre d' and then I walked around the party. But I pretty much sat down. You know, I walked in there, sat down, and I kind of sat down at the adult table. I didn't realize it because I was talking to this guy, nice guy. He's the chief scientific officer for the company. And this is like a medicine health company where they're developing therapies so the scientific chief scientific officer is like the real deal he's the whole kid and caboodle pretty much so he sat across the table and the ceo sat down next to me i'm like gulp they were nice people and uh, you know i tried to just like not bother them i tried to make sure to talk about how great my wife is and that's easy because she is great 
And I, I heard it and I learned about the company and they, they have like a really impressive track record of creating medicine. The next, you know, what do we have? We had um, crab cake, filet mignon, and I had some whiskey sours. It was good. Not too many whiskey sours. I kept it in mind. Two whiskey sours. Not enough, but that's what I ordered because two cocktails, not enough. Three is too much. I was like, two. I will have two whiskey sours. They were good. Kind of made me upset. It made me feel like my whiskey sours aren't good enough. I gotta, I gotta work at it. The next day, we went to the office and it was pretty cool. The, the main event there is the lab. You know, all these people in lab coats and half a million dollar machinery, fancy, a big glassed in structure kind of at the core of this long rectangular one story building in San Diego where the walls were like all glass and so there was tons of light and it was pretty amazing. The company is cool. People are nice. I gave them some hopping hot sauce and then we came back the next day. It was a really fast trip, but it was just to see, like, is it possible? And I took my wheelchair. You guys, my wheelchair tested positive for explosives trying to go through. So, okay, my my baggage, of course, everything is fine. And then they're like, okay, you're in a wheelchair. Come this way. And they start touching me. Um, They have latex gloves on. And they're kind of like rubbing my legs, my pants. They use a swab on my, my shoe and on my brace. And then they test it in the machine. The machine starts, woo, woo, woo. I'm like, oh, oh, dang. So Nami is there. She's with me and she's like you. And I'm like, I know the stranger at Taco Bell did this. They, they swabbed me all again. They got the supervisor TSA guy came over looking real serious. And then he did it. They made me stand up out of my wheelchair and like swab my butt, grab my belt. You know, it, they kept going like, do you want us to go somewhere and do this in private? I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. Just like get this over with. I'm not going anywhere with you people. You already tested me positive for bombs and that's ridiculous. They said it was, what is that? Caused by fertilizer. They, and I was like, that'll that'll do it. Because the garden, you know, we got fertilizer. And if I've ever walked through it in my brace, they cleared me. I got through. Then on the way back from San Diego back to Oakland, test positive again. And the guy's like, clean your brace with rubbing alcohol. And so that, you know, I'll do that. But like, how ridiculous, right? I am the person who would test positive for explosives both ways it was all it was all good though i made it made it through i'll clean the brace with rubbing alcohol we had the holiday party i have kind of a weird holiday party format it's kind of illicit type format white elephant is more or less the format my family in Connecticut and Massachusetts and Maine, they all celebrate something they call the Yankee Swap. 
I've been there in Connecticut. So the East Coast family does Yankee Swap. When there's like a bottle of wine or scotch or something and you try and get that one and people steal it from you and you lose it, then you get like some hand towels instead. And I was like, I don't like these parties. I want to have one. So in Brooklyn, we started it. And this was the third or fourth time we've had it. And it's called the Booze Only Yankee Swap. And the rule is hard liquor only, ABV 30 plus. And it's like the same idea. You know, you steal it two times and it's frozen. And everything is alcohol. You just wrap a bottle of alcohol, put it under the tree. It was good. We came up this year. We kind of, I felt a little guilty for how well I did. But first, someone brought peach brandy to the booze only Yankee Yankee swap, like one of those 70s De Kuiper peach brandy. So someone got it. And then the person who got it was so mad. Uh, It was like, that was a clever buy because that was the first time somebody brought a kind of white elephant-y energy into the booze-only Yankee swap and it was totally legal and peach brandy, the Kuiper's peach brandy, a very 70s bottle. And the person who opened it was like, this looks like someone's grandmother's in the back of someone's liquor cabinet. And peach brandy. It was fun. And I really came up. So I I had a big bottle of Beefeater that I traded for a bottle of Don Julio tequila. So yeah, I got the silver kind. feel guilty, but that's fine. I'll take it. Taking it. Booze only Yankee swap. See you next year. It's just kind of toasted nuts and pretzels. It was it's pretty good. If you if you get buy some pretzels, buy a bag of pretzels and then toast them with sugar and spices and toasted pretzels are nice. So the spiced nuts and pretzel mix that I made that came out good. People people chowed down on it. And then also I barbecued some hot dogs on the grill and that came out nicely. So what I did is I just put a couple beers into a, a folded, or sorry, I put a couple of beers into a tin foil 13 by 19 pan and put some sauerkraut in there. Put a bunch of, filled it up with hot dogs like all the way. And then I grilled all the hot dogs just to get grill marks on them, you know? And that, that technique of kind of like simmering the hot dogs, grilling them to get grill marks. And then I had the smoker running. My grill has a smoker box. So I had that running the whole time and it gave a nice smoky color to the sauerkraut and everything. And it was super yummy. My buddy was like, this is a good hot dog. And I was eating one. I was like, this is good. So the hot dogs came out good. And then I just kept them 
kept the smoker going, put a tin foil cover on that 13 by 19 pan, and kept it on the barbecue. People go out, throw a, a hot dog bun over the grill. That that was that. It came out good, and it was easy to make a lot of it, and then kind of maintain it on the grill and everyone could help themselves it was great that was two days ago and yesterday we went to davies symphony hall we took the kids to the san San francisco youth symphony orchestra they were at Davies Symphony Hall yesterday afternoon and I used my chair. I got totally lucky with parking with the handicapped space just a couple blocks away from the concert hall. We hadn't charged the chair since San Diego. So the chair was like half dead because it'd been all through the airport and San Diego and all that. So that's always kind of like, ah, when I see it, that the charge is like running out. So we were at the Symphony, Davies Symphony Hall to see Kaito play the violin in the Youth Symphony Orchestra. And we have really good seats. We were there with all the family. And they were, they had seats uh they were on the first balcony at stage right and we were a couple rows into the orchestra so we're looking right over the orchestra we're looking down you can see everyone and then you also we were kind of face to face with the conductor so we could see what the players saw and that was cool you know they just played Tchaikovsky they played stuff from the Nutcracker and then they played um and then Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf narrated by W. Kamau Bell kind of stand-up comedian dude it was all right it was cool and they, and then they played some sing-along Christmas carols. Like it was a holiday concert. The kids brought their Santa hats and put them on, and everyone was happy. And it was like family, friends. Um, so that was all good. It was cool to look at the conductor, look him right in his face. Thanks for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast, the Dad podcast, the Fishing Rodcast. <laughs>